0: Hey everyone. Welcome to Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B. And I know this is a rare uh, Tuesday podcast. Um, It's still kind of on the old school platform right now. I'm working on my phone just for a couple more days. My mom will be here um, just for a little bit and then um, she's flying out. But um, I wanted to touch base regarding the events in Highland Park yesterday, 4th of July, um, and I wanted to get this information out to you as quickly as I could, um, partly to let my listeners know that um, I do not live in that area. I am approximately uh, an hour outside of the city. so. Um, Give or take, it could be two hours, depending on traffic and, and where I'm headed, right? So Highland is kind of a suburb, um, just so you know. So uh, before I begin, it is the 5th of July. I hope everybody had a wonderful and safe uh, 4th of July. Um, but I do want to touch base on what happened yesterday. There's a lot of discussion in the media right now, a lot of mud flinging back and forth um from the right and from the left right uh you know f- people are talking about this a hole um you know he's a trump supporter because he had a trump flag um but he also has you know like antifa stuff he's also got you know uh, mk ultra crap you know like just it's it's a lot right now to digest and get to the bottom of it. I think it's probably pretty safe to say that no, he didn't vote Trump. Um, But even if he did, it doesn't make him one of us any more than, you know, it makes him anybody else, I guess. Evil people will do evil things. And unfortunately, we've got more evil. But I want to put some things into perspective because, of course, immediately um, this suits the narrative for Joe Biden, for the administration, for the gun control advocates, for the um, media, right, the, the lamestream media. This absolutely suits the narrative for them. Um, and why is that? Because you've got a, a scrawny white male shooting into a crowd with some kind of rifle. He's on a roof allegedly, um, and it's a mass murder, right? Six people were killed, many more were injured, and that's tragic. Anytime we have a situation like this, it's tragic. I I definitely don't want to play down the tragedy, but I do want to put some things into perspective, especially from my, um, non-Illinois listeners, okay? Especially for our, um, Listeners overseas, because I know that um, a lot of you only understand what you can through media, right? Because you're there and we're here. um, And when the media continues to give you uh, these mass shootings, you think it's endemic to the United States of America, and it isn't. It is really far more infrequent than the media would have you believe, okay? Most, almost all, but not all. But almost all uh, incidents with, quote-unquote, gun violence are self-inflicted, and almost all of those use a handgun. Um, Mass murder is extremely infrequent, um, and mass murder with a rifle is even less so. Um, It's just not an easy weapon to conceal. So um, I don't have the data for you right now as far as, like... um, you know, how infrequent, but it really is. So for my foreign listeners, especially, um America is not a gun crazy place. That is not the gun crazy place that um our, our mainstream media, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CNN, all of these these groups, even Fox, would have you believe. Um we're not. You have a massive amount of guns here in the United States, owned by a phenomenal amount of citizens um, and if it were truly a gun problem, the you would know it would look like a it would really look like an actual war zone, um, I mean literally not figuratively as demonstrated by the mainstream media, okay, going forward. Um, Chicago has some of the strictest gun control laws in the nation. Okay, Cook County. Cook County has some of the most oppressive gun control laws in the entire nation. All right, and yet these situations still occur how can that be? One might ask. So for all the folks who are saying, oh, you know, we should make it more difficult for people to, to get access to guns and we should make it more difficult. And you know, the only people that you're harming are those citizens who, um, have no interest in harming anyone else. Right. So the single mom, we've talked about this a dozen times already. I'm sure the single mom who's walking to and from work, who just wants to protect herself because maybe she lives in Cicero. Okay? Not the best area of Chicago. It just, you know, it isn't. But there are many areas of Chicago that are not the best or not the safest, right? Depending on where you are. And maybe she just wants to feel protected or maybe she wants a a weapon in the home so that she can protect her family. Or maybe it's a single dad or maybe it's a family like mine where we have mother and father and, and we want to protect our family. We don't lock our doors because we hate the people on the outside. We lock our doors because we love the people on the inside. And that's the same thing with firearm. But you also have to be a responsible firearm owner. It shouldn't be something that your children can get to and get at. And you should have this discussion with your children from a very early age. We have with our daughter and we will with our son. Okay. So all of that, by restricting firearm ownership, you don't curb the wolf, you just make it more difficult for the sheep to protect themselves. And I'm using wolf and sheep not because of uh, mentality, as far as, you know, sheep just do whatever the guy in front of them does. That's not what I'm talking about this time. I'm talking about Joe Citizen. They're just going around about their lives, going to work, going home, feeding their family, feeding themselves, walking their dog, whatever. They're not going out planning mass murder. They're not going out feeling like um, the world owes them something and they need to do something violent, um, whatever. These are just regular folks in the herd doing regular folks stuff. The wolf is the guy who is thinking about this, who is consumed with this, who is planning this and plotting this and checking targets. And you know what I mean? Like, They don't pick hard targets. They picked soft targets because they know no one is going to shoot back. They know this. This kid had this in his head long before yesterday. Please know that. Long before yesterday. Tragically. I don't know what failed him. I don't know much about him. And, you know, I'm not here to spread disinformation. So if stuff comes out and I have to amend, you know, whatever, then I'll do that, but... He had this in his mind long before yesterday. But let me put some things into perspective for you, okay? Because maybe some of you are, you know, are on the fence like, well, maybe gun control is a good idea. All right, no, it is not a good idea. The only way you can protect yourself is by um, carrying a firearm, okay? That, That levels the playing field. God forbid you ever have to use it. God forbid you ever have to use it. Okay, But a man with a gun or a woman with a gun is only going to be stopped by another individual with a gun. Why do you think we call the police? We call the guys and gals with guns. We don't call Joe Schmo social worker. Do you have a gun? No. Then what are you going to do here? Nothing? You're going to talk them to death? So let's put some stuff into perspective. I went to... um. The WTTW, which is a Chicago station, um, and I went back to Memorial Day, okay? So this is just up until June 1st of this year, 2022, okay? And I'm just going to read to you a little bit. I hope this puts things into perspective, all right? Yesterday, six people were shot and killed, and it's tragic, and I mourn for their families as we should, and it was unnecessary, and it's disgusting, and I'm not taking away for the lo- from the loss, but I do want you guys to understand what what is actually, you know, why this fits a narrative and why the same people who are, you know, in the media and in Congress and, you know, Joe Biden standing up there talking about gun control, why they don't actually give a crap. Okay, so here's the article. Um, Here's some of it. Despite a surge in shootings over the Memorial Day weekend. Remember, this article is June 1st, 2022. Despite a surge of shooting, a surge in shootings over the Memorial Day weekend, the number of homicides in Chicago through the first 5 months of 2022 remain below the pace from each of the last 2 years. That's good news. According to the new data from the Chicago Police Department, there have been 239 homicides and 971 shootings in the city this year through the end of May. Remember, the article is June 1st. That homicide total marks a nearly 8% decline compared to the same time in 2021 and a 1% decline over the first five months of 2020. Um, I'm going to just interject really quickly that, yes, that's wonderful to hear. That's great. Uh, But also keep in mind, too, that the first five months of 2020, everyone in Chicago was locked inside their homes. That contributed a lot. You cannot you cannot like we even made comments about it back then okay so you can't separate that you have to remember that during the first 5 months of 2020 we were deeply affected by covid um people were locked in their their homes and then came the summer of violence which people still decided hey i'm going to i'm going to board up i'm going to stay in i'm not going out it was dangerous okay so you cannot forget that While citywide shootings are also down more than 15% this year over last, according to CPT data, CPD data, okay? That's good news. The shootings are down. That's great. But here we go. The 60 homicides recorded in May 2020 alone were the fewest in that month since 2019. 60 homicides recorded in May 2022 were the fewest in that month since 2019, all right? Do you see where I'm going with this? While that news sounds great, that means more than 60 homicides were recorded in May 2021, May 2020, uh, May 2019, okay? Like, more than 60 in one month. Chicago is a giant city full of millions of people. I understand that. But if we are going to have a discussion about guns, if we are going to have a discussion about stupid gun control, if we're going to have a discussion, if the media is going to push this narrative that the only way for you to be safe is to disarm, this information suggests exactly the opposite. How many of those 60 homicides would not have occurred had the other person been armed? But because Chicago has some of the strictest gun laws in the nation, those people were probably kept from owning a firearm. One could surmise that legally they had a very, I mean, there was a difficulty in getting it. The Foyd card, that's an Illinois thing. You have to have that in order to purchase. You got to have your concealed carry if you want to carry that weapon anywhere. Otherwise, it's illegal, right? We don't have constitutional carry here. These things are expensive, especially if you're on kind of a fixed income, which a lot of people in Chicago are. All right, not everybody is living on the Magnificent Mile in Oprah's area. You know, in her tower there, she doesn't own the tower, but she's got a um, she's got a condo up there, right? Not everybody is living the high life in Chicago. In fact, more people aren't. So, how many of those sixty homicides in May two thousand and twenty-two this year? How many of those sixty homicides could have been avoided simply by the other person owning a firearm? That's the other half of this story. We're gonna continue. There have been 1,184 people shot thus far this year. So in 2022, by June 1st, 1,184 people had been shot in Chicago. Now, it goes on. It's down 14% compared to 2021. That's fantastic. Um, 2021 closed as Chicago's deadliest year since the 1990s, all right? 2021 wasn't that long ago, folks. We're now in, we're in July, so we're seven months in, um, a little over halfway, right? 2021 was the deadliest year, deadliest year since the 1990s. And I remember the 90s in Chicago, all right? It, okay, I apologize. Um... Like I said, we're doing this kind of old school and, um, I got cut off. So I am so sorry, but, um, so it will be, this is probably rough to listen to. Um, I apologize. Um, but again, in a couple more days, you will get, uh, the, um, the recording that you're used to. (laughs) Okay. Um. Alright, so we did talk about there have been 1,184 people shot thus far this year, Um, that is 2022 Um, and of course that's down 14% compared to 2021, which was the deadliest year um, since the 90s in Chicago. At least 47 people were shot over the Memorial Day weekend, including 9 people who were killed. Both the, the, um, I'm sorry, both those totals were well above the 2021 totals. All right. So um, you got 47 people shot. Um, You have nine people who were killed. And that was just Memorial Day weekend. So in comparison, yesterday, six people were killed. And um, I think 12 people were shot. All right. I and I'm not. I am not downplaying either situation. I can't stress that enough. I'm not saying you know, oh, you know, this is worse. So you know, blah. That that just makes it blah blah blah, right? I'm saying that both of these situations were tragic. But for the media, for Joe Biden, for all of these gun control advocates to sit here and use this this incident, this tragedy, to push their narrative, to disarm the American public, who, again, would have no desire to harm anybody else. That's who they're disarming. They're not disarming the bad guys. They're not disarming the gangbangers. They're not disarming the ones that will commit these horrible crimes because they always seem to get a firearm, right? Right? They always seem to get it, but who doesn't have one are the 60 folks in May 2022, this year. The 60 folks this year, they didn't seem to have one, and if they did, they didn't use it, or they didn't hit their mark, but that data is not in this article, right? So if we presume that 60 folks who were killed didn't have a firearm, that's a tragedy too. They didn't have a way to protect themselves. Maybe, right? What I'm saying is to push this narrative because people were killed is disgusting. People are killed daily in Chicago. People are killed in large numbers every month. Maybe it's not record-breaking numbers for the city of Chicago. That's, that's great. I don't want record-breaking numbers. I don't want one person to die, much less many people to die. But the hard reality is Chicago is one of the deadliest cities in the United States of America. And it also has the strictest gun laws, or some of the strictest. It is the poster child for why these gun laws don't work. It's like, you know, the war on drugs. How well did that work out? More people are dying of fentanyl this year than in years past. I wonder why. I wonder what the correlation is. I thought we had a war on drugs. That's been the longest war we've ever fought. I you know, we have to be cautious to not get caught up in the tragedy, to not get caught up in the narrative. And especially for my overseas listeners, you need to pay attention to what they're not saying. And I've tried to highlight that in some of this article here, it's not a very long article, but I've tried to highlight that. Okay, they're talking about, um, you know, a 1% decline in the first five months of 2020. But what are they not saying? They're not telling you it's a decline because everybody was locked in their homes due to COVID. Okay, that's why it was down. That's really why it was down. Gangbangers didn't have anybody to shoot because nobody was on the street. You know what I mean? Intended targets or not. And while on the whole, citywide shootings are also down more than 15%, we've already read this, that's wonderful. They're still some of the most elevated statistic points in the nation. It is more dangerous for people to be in the city of Chicago than to be in Afghanistan while we were at war. it's more dangerous. It's ridiculous. You've got a higher likelihood of being shot and killed in the city of Chicago than you did, you know, in Afghanistan. And we were at war with those people. So what are we doing here? Where's the narrative here? Where, you know, where's that, where's that discussion? Why is it that the the city with the strictest, some of the strictest gun control laws in the nation um, has some of the highest homicides and shooting rates in the nation? Why is that? It's because these policies don't work. It's because their leadership has failed them. They keep voting for it for whatever reason, but it keeps failing them. It keeps failing them. We know statistically, and you can look it up on the FBI statistics, um, you can look it up on, uh, there's various sources out there. And I just, I just actually, I actually closed the window. So I apologize because I would give you those websites, but I don't have them on my, at my fingertips right now. I'm really doing this on the fly. Um But article after article actually exists that suggests that cities and that areas that um, have more access to privately owned firearms so that you you can carry a firearm, your concealed carry, you can constitutionally carry areas with more access to that, the quote-unquote gun violence goes down tremendously. Why is that? Well, maybe it's because the criminal doesn't know who's packing and who isn't. It's a lot harder to go after somebody if you're not real sure if they have a way to defend themselves. You look at lions attacking a zebra, and then you look at lions second-guessing whether or not they should attack the porcupine. Well, the porcupine is fully armed, isn't he? Yeah, the lion might kill him, but he's not coming away unscathed. Yeah, a zebra is fast and it can fight. Sure. But it doesn't have quills either does it? It's got to rely on its speed. The porcupine's like, Psh, "I don't care. I'm a roll up in a ball. I'm a giant pincushion. Try me." And the lion's like, "Mm. No thanks. That's too difficult." Same concept. We've all seen that meme. That's why I used this as the example. We've all seen the meme. Unarmed versus armed. We just have to be vigilant. We just have to know that these are the situations that there. Are, I think we're going to see more of. I am dubious about how they come about. I've already talked to you all about the, my thoughts on Uvalde. Again, I spelled that wrong in my um, my description, and I apologize. I mean no disrespect to the town of Uvalde, Texas. Um, I just can't spell. <laughs> Um, but I think we're gonna see, unfortunately, more instances. I'm not saying this one is a false flag yet. I think Uvaldi was absolutely a false flag, but I'm not I don't know about this one yet. My my spidey sense is is dubious, but um we have to remember that there's a, that they have only a few more months to really push what they want, and that is gun control that is disarming the american people um, as best as they can before the midterms come around and the democrats will do whatever they can to win this including steal the election so we have to be vigilant with that too we have to be vigilant with that too get out and vote and get out and watch those polls volunteer to watch those polls get out there and do this don't let them get away with it do not this is how we keep our country this is how we keep our country. My daughter said yesterday, she says, you know, America is great. And I said, yeah, it is great. She goes, you know, other countries, um, did they, Or uh, what did she say? She said, America is great. We're great because of the USA, something to that effect. And I said, no. I said, America is great because of her citizens. As we are sitting there at the parade last night, because we, we, we went to our parade my husband and I went armed, but we went to our parade. Um, there were, uh, a couple, like, I don't even know, three or four protesters for some local person who had been, um, shot and killed by police, right? I don't know anything about it. I don't know whether or not it was justified. I don't know. I'm not going to comment, but this person had a megaphone and he's just spouting off all this, this foolishness, none of which was factually correct. Um, And so, you know, I told Bella and I, you know, I had her look up and down the parade route. I said, look at all of the people here. All of the people here are here to enjoy a parade. These are the people who make America what it is. Good, bad, and and whatever. She goes, does everybody here support Trump? I said, no, no, that's that's not that. It's fair to say that probably a fair number Uh, support Trump and another fair number do not. There might even be some folks here that want to see America completely undone. I said, you know, the guy across the street, she goes, don't you, don't you wish you could just shut him up, you know, or, you know, just tell him he can't talk or have the cops arrest him. I said, no, I would fight for his right to speak freely. That is his first amendment. I don't like what he's saying. Therefore I'm not listening, but, um, I'm not going to take it away from him. That makes me no better than the bad guy. And she got it. I said, look up around, all around you right now. I said, these are just people. Nobody is here to cause any harm. They're all just people here to support the 4th of July. They got a day off. They're having cookouts with their families. That's what makes America great, is her citizens. And if we lose hope and we think, oh, no, there's no point to voting, oh no, there's no point to uh, trying to battle back against these unlawful (laughs) gun control uh, bills that keep trying to get through Congress. If we keep doing nothing, then we will lose everything. So before you get sucked into the narrative, please keep in mind, Chicago itself is a city rife with violence. Like I said, this article is very, very um, short. I'm going to end it with this. Um, the very last uh, lines uh, are these two, or these couple. So far in 2022, police have recovered 4,664 illegal far- firearms, an average of more than 30 per day, including 404 assault weapons, whatever that means, and 326 unserialized ghost guns. Okay. So forget the ghost gun thing, you know, forget this undefined assault weapon, all right. That piece there, including four hundred and four assault weapons and three hundred and twenty six unserialized ghost guns, that is just more narrative, okay? That's just more narrative. 4,664 illegal firearms, suggesting that these were not purchased at a Cabela's, they were not lawfully purchased, uh, you know, person to person, you know, these were stolen items, whatever, right? 4,664 illegal firearms. That's a lot. Chicago also has recorded 670 vehicular hijackings this year, and violent crime overall is up 4% over last year's pace. 670 vehicular hijackings and violent crime overall is up 4% over last year's pace. That is in the city with some of the nation's strictest gun laws. 670 vehicular hijackings may be zero vehicular hijackings if people were armed or had access to a firearm to protect themselves. I don't know. And we won't know. Because law-abiding citizens scare the crap out of politicians. Scare the crap out of them. Well, we got to control everybody. Yeah, but you're only controlling the law-abiding citizens. Well, why do they scare the crap out of them? Because what if they decide, you know what, we've had it with your laws. I need to be able to protect myself, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I have the right to protect my life and my family's life. I can't do that with your crushing gun control, so I'm going to vote you out. We're done with you. It scares the crap out of them, but people have to do it. All right, that is it. Like I said, this is a rare <laughs> Tuesday recording. I hope you guys had a wonderful and safe uh, 4th of July. Do not get caught up in the narrative. Okay? Do not. You can find this information if you just look up Chicago. You can look at all of the shootings if you want to. You can go to the Chicago uh, PD and check out their information. But don't get caught up in the narrative. As always, stay the global patriots. Love and God bless.